Ozzy is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the World. Your weekly celebration of all things Jersey. You get it. This episode's coming out on Labor Day 2023. That means summer's officially over. We're now at the tail end where everybody's trying to jam in summer stuff in these last few weeks, right? We recorded this episode you're about to hear, I think about 10 days ago. In those 10 days, I've been doing summer sets, uh, some summer stuff. I went to a Somerset Patriots game. That's my misspeaking right there. Went to a minor league baseball game, brought my kid, got up on the Jumbotron when they asked us to tweet pictures. It was great. My son caught a ball. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure, on a live stream at some point. Went to Diggerland. Had Yum Yum down at Leo's in Medford for the first time. Saw Bruce at MetLife. I've been ending the summer strong with strong Jersey vibes. How about you? Want to hear about it in the comments? Want to hear your voicemails at 973-780-4660? Thanks to everybody who signed up at the Patreon. I'm sure we'll have a good what are you cramming into the end of your summer discussion over there at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. Thanks to everybody who told us that they wore New Jersey is the World t-shirts to the Bruce concerts. I saw tweets and Instagrams from people who had wear, wearing the What Would Bruce Do t-shirt and the Thunder Roadside Assistance t-shirt, both of which are available at belowthecollar.com slash chrisgethered. Thanks to everybody for that. Now, this is a very special episode because we found out about a two-headed monster called Gethaduch. Basically, Mike D was unavailable. He was literally fighting people in a kumite in the woods. I'll let him explain it to you. If you meet him sometime, he's a private person, but it's not inaccurate. What I just said is not inaccurate. So it was me and Bonaduce. And I bet a lot of people are hearing that right now. They're kind of licking their chops going, ooh, now we're going to get like pure Bonaduce. Because if you listen to the show, when it's me and Mike and Bonaduce, you know that a lot of times... It, a lot of times it's really smart stuff and we all go in a million different directions. But when Bonaduce comes out, it takes the combined forces of everyone else on mic to try to put Bonaduce back in the box. But what you might not know is that sometimes the Geth energy gets real weird too. So ostensibly what this episode is about is me and Nick talking about how it's the end of summer. We only have so much time. What are the summer things you have done so far? What are summer things you were planning on getting done in this beautiful New Jersey summer 2023? But I also go a little nuts. And I will not apologize for anything except maybe the frank sexual talk about three quarters of the way through. And even that, I stand by. I stand by the opinion and where it comes from. Anyway, enjoy it, everybody. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Jersey is the world. Lucky to be here. Lucky to be talking to you. I am uh, going to warn you, you can hear it in my voice. I'm physically exhausted, but I'm very psyched to touch base with my friend Bonaduce. This is a rare, I think I, I've done episodes with just Mike D before. Has there ever been a Geth and Bonaduce two-piece like this in the history of the show? I Not that I can remember, but um, I yeah, this is, uh, this is, this is always great. I have my professional, the real handler, because Mike D is not the best handler. So uh, I'm I'm glad to be sharing this time with you. Well, Mike D has always been Bonaduce's greatest handler, but also by far Bonaduce's greatest enabler. 
dating back to sure. before I ever met you guys. So he's the one who can kind of whisper you down. He's also the one who could set the stage for complete chaos. And that's always been the truth <laughs> in all of our lives. So now me and you get to hash it out one-on-one. And, uh, and I don't know, sometimes on this show, it feels like when, when get old Geth and Bonaduce tangle, it's like, I'm trying to ride a bucket Bronco. But tonight I think it's actually, we've got a very chill vibe as we talk to each other. Nothing but love brother. You know that. Oh, always, always, always. I will warn everybody. We are recording this on a Tuesday night. So if you hear a pager go off, it means I have to go drive an ambulance in my small Morris County town. As I tell all my neighbors, try not to get sick on a Tuesday, everybody. If you're in Morris County and everybody knows, I keep the name of my town quiet for privacy reasons, protect my son. But if you're in Morris County, try to just not get sick on a Tuesday and you won't have to deal with me. And and let's remember Mike D's longstanding threats to stage a campaign of prank calling the 911 system in order to mess with me, which is something that probably would have been happening if we were still in our 20s and I volunteered to do this. But now we're all grownups who understand you don't torment no. a volunteer first aid squad. Absolutely. But back in the day, that would have been well within the type of fun we would have had. Yeah, Mike was like in hacker mode, so he would have had like some kind of dialer to like, you know, evade uh, law enforcement. That's what he would have done. He would have had some device. Like swatted us. That would have been able to like torment them, but, but and the device would work for him. <laughs> and not only would it like mask that it was coming from him, it would somehow point to one of his enemies and like make it look like they did it. And then all our dickhead friends would start using it and it would stop working and they'd all get arrested. That's a very on target. And then they would then they would rat on you. Then they would rat on like this. And then he'd have to live yes, and then he'd have to like worry about them ratting and it would be a source of stress for like six weeks. That's that's like a New Brunswick era Mike D story. He found some weird hackers device. <laughs> he knew how to make it work. No one else did. It somehow cost this other person like four thousand dollars in phone bills to Europe. And now he has to worry if he's gonna get in trouble too. Although he once got in so deep on a phone card scam that he sold me a BMX bike for very cheap when I was still in high school. Nice. It was one of the early times I hung out with Mike D. <laughs> it's very true. Bonaduce is now laughing off Mike because he- uh, I'll try and laugh on Mike. Only. No, it's uh, but you're trying to protect Mike. But it is true. I don't even know if Mike fully remembers that because he and I weren't tight then. I was tight with his brother Franny at that point, but- he did. He needed cash for one of those weird phone things that went down in New Brunswick. And he sold me a BMX bike for like 80 or 90 bucks. And it was like killing his soul to give it to me for that much. And I. But he probably had like 12 bikes at the time, too. Probably. Yeah. Probably. It was a good bike. Sweet BMX. I eventually sold it to a neighbor of mine once my knees went bad. Once the old knees went bad. Are they like. Are you like in bad shape now? Like. Dude, I had a, I never really talked about this. I mean, I'm in physical pain a lot of the time just from my skeletal stuff. And I had a doctor. That was like, just, that wasn't because you didn't. And then you just. I was born with it. My my brother has it too. It messed up my hands and my elbows and my knees. And yeah, a lot of times I'm just in pain and I just get used to it. But I, I had a doctor a few years ago, look at one of my knees and she was like, I don't know how you're walking around. Come on. Yeah. I was like. What are you talking about? She's like, your kneecap is dislocated. She's like, oh, it's just permanently on. dislocated. Like your kneecap is not in the socket. What do you mean? Dude, next time we're hanging out, remind me to show you. When I straighten my left- Does it go back in? When I straighten my left leg- Oh, come on. You can see it do this like oh. big twist around when I sh- in the process of straightening it. She's like, 
when I see that, that's usually a thing people need surgery to correct. I don't really get how your skeleton's built or how you walk around on so, I don't understand. Jesus. Do you take that stuff like, the, yeah. This is getting more real. Who thought me and Dabanadich would start having like a tender medical conversation? Yeah, I I just, uh, you know, it's weird. Like, I'm, you just get used to like living with pain sometimes. But um, what do you do? Like, is there anything, do you take that like uh, cartilage crap that you're supposed to take, the pills to lube up the joints or something or what? No, I should be taking like fish oil and all that stuff, but. Should be taking the ginkgo biloba from the. Uh, but it was station. tough back back when I used to be on TV and stuff. Sometimes I'd get you'd see like you know people on the you got to just not read the comments. I've learned this over the years, but people are like oh my god, look how fucked up his hands are, or like oh look how funny he walks. I'm like motherfucker, like you're crippled. My skeleton is not built correctly. You're making fun of somebody. I'm not ever going to claim that I have a disability because that's a very real thing for people but i'm not built 100 percent. you're you're walking around with your knee out of the joint like uh it's i would say it's kind of amazing i don't yeah my knee like stop making fun of up like don't don't leave comments on the internet about how other people look you don't fucking know what they're dealing with you know you don't know if that person had an accident or was born with something. Everybody needs to keep their mouth shut. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I firmly believe in that. Too, Let's man. say this. I think I'm going to say this. Like you, you're, you're born with what you look like. You can't do anything about that, dude. You never make fun. Here's I'm going to say this. The internet might be the least Jersey thing in existence. It's the fucking internet. It's just like the devil incarnate. Like just that. people talking shit never to each other's faces. Everybody acting like a fucking know it all. Everything that happens on the internet is shit that doesn't fly in Jersey. The internet is the Connecticut of things. It's like a Connecticut of things. Just these weird faceless fucking shit talkers. I don't know who they are. Send them back where they came from. Went from uh, central Jersey catching shit to now Connecticut (laughs) being the target of our abuse. Now, we're steering this towards Jersey talk. Bonaduce, I want to keep this one real simple. Sure. I'm tired. You're always tired out here working on the infrastructure of our great state. Where you been working lately? Anything you want to reveal to these people? Yeah, I think I've uh, been talking about I'm on a long-term project up in the uh, Secaucus area that is um, going to help all commuters hopefully in the future get to their jobs on time. If you take a train anywhere in North Jersey, you will be probably traveling over something that I definitely built. We talking gateway money on this one? That, yeah, it's uh, it's the portal job. It's actually pretty. Mikey Cheryl, my congresswoman, helped get a lot of that money. Yeah, went, f- yeah, went from uh, the airport to this job, and uh, it's full tilt. If you're going by on the train, you'll see uh, the piers coming up, and the bridge is starting to um, take form out there, man. And there's a lot of hardworking people out there, a lot of hardworking uh, men and women, women and men, and uh, it's good. It's good for everybody. Um. And I realized we were just talking before. I'm not as young as I used to be. Oh yeah, before before <laughs> I'm, this turn on, because I just did shows in Texas and Oklahoma, and I came back, and I'm like, oh, I'm so exhausted, and I got home days ago. But let me ask you something. Yeah. Let me ask you about how this works. Like when you're on a job site and you're with all these union guys, and I don't care, Democrat, Republican, if there's some politician that's out there that, like Mikey Sherrill, really publicly was like, we got to get this gateway money, got to get the gateway money. When you're working a job that relates to that does word spread of like she did right like how ground level does it get with the political stuff are people like oh yeah essex county man joe d really set this one up is it you'd be surprised like it's actually like people are happy to have the work 
but the most like like uh i know this is like sound and i've probably mentioned it before like there's it's weird how many like union members like support a political party that doesn't support unions yeah man and we're really lucky because we're kind of in um there's there's kind of a a problem going on right now there's going to be all this large infrastructure work going on for like probably like the next 15 to 20 years and their retirement level is so high that they're having a hard time like bringing workers into the union. So now's the time. Like if you were probably interested in going into the trades, you probably have a good chance to get into it. Um, um, but it's good. Like you said, working too much. I did like 25, almost 30 hours of overtime last week. Oof, just overtime. Like almost and a full I was week's like, worth of overtime. I know. And it was like, yeah. And I just realized like, I'm not the young man I used to be. Yeah. Well, but um, no, it's it's all good. Like, yeah, people do recognize that. There's and you work with like, I mean, a, such a broad range of like individuals. It's like anywhere else. And um, a lot of times, one of the best things is like, uh, you know, when you're in a bar, you don't talk about politics and God. Like, it's really just about personal relationships out there and and bullshitting and like, uh, you know, maybe sports if somebody's a uh, you know whatever you know during the whatever season it is. But uh, I think everybody tries to keep it uh, like kind of kind of light. You know what I mean? You're all there. You're working around each other. You have to keep each other safe. And um, I got to say, with as many people uh, that are on this project that I interact with every day, um, there's it, it restores my faith in like uh, um, I guess our population and um, that they're generally everybody is pretty good people out there. Everybody's just struggling like dealing with whatever they have to do and you know what I mean? So um, it's, it's uh, good. I, I love what I do and I hate it at the same time, but it is what it is. Well, look, it's uh it's good. You and me are touching base about organized labor. Cause that's what I wanted to talk about today. <laughs> labor day is right around the corner. Yeah. Summer's almost over. <sighs> Everybody knows that you are a New Jersey summer guy. I would say, your spirit comes to life in a way when it comes to summer related activities. Me, not so much, but I get out there and try, especially with Hallie having summer energy and the young kid in my life needing a lot of activities. So I wanted to do a very quick review of, you know, very popular essay topic in schools everywhere. What I did on my summer vacation. We're at the tail end of summer. I want to have a summer review with Bonaduce, the things we've done, yeah. the things we plan on doing. Yeah, for sure. Well, one of my biggest things is that um, for like the past almost like Jesus, 20 years now, I've been living close to like the ocean or bay in one way, shape or form. And like I've, um, I recently moved north of seaside to uh, Neptune city. Love it here close to all these great beaches. And like one of my rituals is at least three times a week during the week after work, I will ride over to the beach and like jump in the ocean, even if it's for five minutes. And it's like one of my biggest uh, stress relieves, like for sure. Three times a week you hit those ocean waves. Yeah. If I could like when, um, probably before I was working this much, like, uh, about two weeks ago, I was probably almost going almost every day. And which beach, which beaches do you like to hit up? If I may ask, I'll go to all different. Sometimes I'll go to Asbury, uh, Bradley, Belmar, and they're also like different in their own way. And like my, the whole thing is like, you know, I hate paying for beach badges. I didn't buy one for any beach this year. And my thing was like, I would usually just go to the beach at like four thirty, 
uh, or uh, later or just sneak onto the beach and, you know, not pay. But anyway. And physically, but more importantly, spiritually. Yeah. What do these ocean experiences do for Bonaduce? So for me, I was joking with somebody today. I was like, uh, I have to cleanse my soul. I'm like, I'm a big, like, feel the energy of the ocean person. So, like, I don't stand in the waves. Like, I love swimming through the waves, but I like to go past the break. And, like, I'm a big floater. And I will just, like, float there to the point where if there are lifeguards on duty, they will get concerned after, like, 25 minutes that I might be dead and just floating there. And then I like to swim underwater for like long periods of time and uh, then pop up somewhere different, which the lifeguards also don't like. But yeah, no, I, um, I, I feel like the salt water also is great for your skin. Um, but it's just, there's something about feeling this energy of the ocean, like, and feeling this massiveness around you that I just really love. And I think is like healing for me, you know? Is it fair to say, and I'm half kidding on this, but I've known you long enough to know that this is a valid question. Is it fair to say that you getting connected to the ocean is the ultimate Venn diagram crossover between your current Jersey status and your seafaring Greek roots? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's funny. I like, um, you know, I, I, you've seen my heels before, right? So the Greek shoe heel, have you ever seen the Greek shoe heel? No. What's the Greek shoe heel? Oh, come on. For real? What are you talking about? All right. I have to, I'm going to get up for a second. I'll show you my heels. Do you have crazy Greek shoes? Oh my God. Like. I was dating a girl and like she couldn't get over my heels. And I think that's why we kind of broke up. Wait, what are you talking about? You don't, yeah. How have I, I never noticed this? You walk around in Greek heeled shoes. When I show it to you, like I have the, t- the tables up high. So I have in to my mind, you're always wearing like boots, like Doc Martin type boots. Yeah. But in the summertime, either we have flip flops on or um, like a pair of like vans or something with no socks. And my heel is very prominent. If you look, I'll show you my boot after. Wait, are you talking about shoes with heels or your actual heels? No, my actual heels. Okay, okay, I'm, your okay, actual heels. Hold on a second. I don't want to knock over the computer, but let me... Uh, okay, Nick is now placing his... I'm on this. He's, he's trying. We are in I our mid-40s, elevated, everybody. We're in our a, mid-40s. I'll let you know, Nick is trying to place his foot in the screen, but this thing's we like are not as flexible off. as we used to be. We're all in our <laughs> mid-40s. I'm seeing toe, I'm seeing oh, knee. The oh, that is a prominent heel. You do have a prominent heel. Now you're saying that Greeks have prominent heels? No. So here's the uh, genetic story that I made up because my family's from Hios and we were all like uh, sailors. So it's very prominent on the one side of my family that the joke is this, that we were on boats for so many generations that our feet like got broader through the hill to give us better stability on a rocking boat. Oh, so you're saying evolution gave you a wider heel. A, a, yeah, a more... Uh, As your ancestors conquered the Mediterranean. Uh, more, it's like, and it messes, like, like when I buy boots, I have to, like, get my boots to, like, fit to my feet. So, like, if I showed you my boot right now, you'll see, like, how there's, like, it bumps out to, like, form to my heel. Do you ever, um, do you get out on boats often? yeah. Yeah, this is, um, I'm actually just about to put the Mako back. And even though it's the end of the summer, but, um, yeah, I, I wait, what's the Mako it's, I have like a 20 foot Mako. So, oh, right. You have a boat. My friend got me into boating about probably 10 years ago. It's expensive, expensive to keep a boat, right? <sighs> you know, it can be. Yes, it is. I'm not going to lie. There's no way around it. Yeah. When you, have you ever been seasick in your life or does your Greek blood not allow it? You know, um, not usually like. I'm going to get choppy. Like I usually don't uh, get seasick, but if you're on the boat all day and then you come home, like you lay in bed, you'll be like, whoa, 
you feel like everything's moving sometimes, but you get used to it. And I'm a big, I, I was always a beach guy. And then I kind of got to know the bay. And that was really like, really like awesome. I love it. You felt more at home on the bay. Well, I like both, but like the bay is so, it's so like diverse. There's so much to do, you know? Yeah. There's places to explore, like you have Island Beach State Park, like Barnegat Light, like you can go clamming, you can go crabbing, like whatever you want to do. Now, Nick, I'm going to disappoint you and tell you I have not been in the ocean once this summer. Oh, you got to come down. It's super warm. I know. I'm mad about it. I'm mad about it. But I tell you, I have, I'll segue into a summer activity I did, yeah. which I haven't done since I was a kid. Um, I went rafting down the Delaware, which I would argue is another, that's a North Jersey tradition. And... uh Enjoyed the hell out of that. Nice. It was me, Hallie Cow. One of Hallie's best friends is named Karen. It was Karen and her husband, Tom. They're two kids, one of whom was seven, one of whom was three. So it was four adults and three little guys on a raft. And Hallie and Tom and the older son kept jumping off that raft right into the river, right from the start, swimming alongside things. Nice. I was up there. You know me. I'm having fun paddling, being like, I'll keep the boat going. You guys have fun. Flip around. Howie's tossing Cal off the boat. It was great. And then we blew his mind because we kept saying, so Cal, if you look in that direction, those trees are in New Jersey. Ah. And if you look in that direction, those trees are in Pennsylvania where your cousin Rory lives. And it was like watching his world expand a little. He was like, what the wheels are turning what yeah man and it was pretty pretty abstract uh thought there you know what i mean bro yeah man i'm trying to teach this kid to be a, a thinker to be a man of the world you know and how he's really good about yeah really really good about having him get out and experience things he's dude yeah. he's been to more countries he's four years old he's already been to scotland in the Ruba. I don't think I left the country until I was halfway through high school. I don't think I ever stepped. F- and that was like I went to Canada. You know. You know. She's got him. He does all kinds of stuff. She's always taking him to museums and art stuff and music. Like she's got him exposed to things in a way that I never was. Well, I like as an example. I remember going out of the country for the first time, like when I was probably uh, four years old to Greece. And I was saying to somebody the other night. I said I remember every single aspect of that trip mm-hmm. like from having an ice pop at a certain you know what i mean like all that stuff so i think it's just so profound and you know you're you're making these impressions on yeah on them and like i want i do we i had a moment with him too where right at the, so probably out on the river like four hours so it took a while we stopped a couple times on the little islands there was a bunch of swimming I, of course, am a fucking nudge. So I was the first one to realize like, hey, I think the kids are going to burn out and we're still going to be out here and we're going to have to do like a fucking power yeah. paddle. So we might want to we might want to pick up the pace and be strategic. Does he still nap or no? No, 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 no. But, okay. So one of the kids, um, Karen and Tom's younger son is only three. He's a year younger than Cal. So that's really, you know, like when a three-year-old crosses their fucking threshold, yeah, you're going to hear about it. And he was good. He was a trooper, but we all started to realize, like, oop, the kids are fading. The kids are fading. So, dude, we're paddling our asses off to try to get down to where they're going to pick us up in the van. And all of a sudden, I forget if it was Hallie or Cal first, was like, oh, my God, look up. Dude, right over the middle of the river in the water gap. Oh, yeah. 
giant bald eagle flying maybe 30 feet right over our heads. They're everywhere. Dude, I couldn't believe it. And I grabbed Cal and he, his mind was blown. Like he loved it. I loved it. I was like, Cal, I was like, I am so much older than you. I've never seen a bald eagle out in the wild. I was like, that's a really special thing you just saw. You're so young and you got to see an eagle. And I saw one in Morris County. I had like the same experience. It was like. I saw a golden eagle in Morris County. Not a fucking bald eagle though. And they're massive. Like. You know, I mean, they're they're fairly large, but like, yeah, I'm the same way. Like, I never thought I would see like eagles. You know what I mean, dude? So you know, I live not too far from the Great Swamp, which is a really great bird watching area. I was walking. I went out on a walk, not too far out of my neighborhood. I was walking home. I saw a couple of vultures on a lawn. I'm like, ooh, I wonder what they got. And I kind of peek over, and they take off. And then I see this one bird take off, and I couldn't believe it opened its wings, and it, they just kept opening and kept opening. And it was this golden eagle that just shot up into the fucking sky. I was like, this is nuts, man, to just be seeing eagles everywhere. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Oh, well, all those conservation efforts like paid off and brought back the population. And they're an important part of like the ecosystem, you know? Look, at, I mean, if that's not a true American summer moment, I'm out here paddling the Delaware. Yeah. The same river that one George Washington once crossed in the dead of night. Oh, yeah. And I see the symbol of America itself, a bald eagle fly maybe 30, 20 feet ahead above my head as I managed to point my four-year-old's eyes to the sky and say, you're seeing something so special right now. That's a summer in New Jersey moment. I had a summer rafting experience with my family and like I'm an outdoorsy like Boy Scout, like all that kind of crap, right? My dad is totally not and my mom is sort of whatever. My sister has no interest. So we go on a trip to like the Lehigh, um, the Lehigh River and we go out rafting on that and it was like, it's one of those rivers like if it didn't rain a lot, it's like very low. So by like the end of this trip, and it's like a long trip for like, you know, you're out there the whole day, like everybody's sore everybody's miserable it was like the most terrible rafting experience like of my life i fell out of the boat at one point like got sucked down into like some whirlpool and like you know like when you're underwater and you're like oh my god like i'm gonna die yeah and it was one of those spots where they had like a lifeguard there but like nobody came in to like save me and like nobody understood like i had this like traumatic moment i was like crying in the boat afterwards my sister's making fun of me and like the next time I went on a rafting trip after that was on the Delaware River on a tube. Yeah. And you know, like when you're in like the really deep areas and you can like see all the way down, like I'm a swimmer. Yeah. But like, I'm very aware rivers are so much different than like the ocean. They're both dangerous, but like a river can be even more dangerous. See, I prefer a river. I prefer a river and a lake over an ocean. Though I fear the ocean. I feel like the ocean wants to grab you and suck you out and toss you. Nah. I feel like that's what riptides are, is that vengeful ocean that wants nah. to punish you for humanity's sins. Float it out, brother. Float it out. I'll take you out there. Someday. Teach you to swim good. All right, Nick, what else? What's another summer activity you've pulled off? We've covered some swimming. You hit the ocean. I hit the Delaware. What's some other classic Jersey summer shit you've been doing? Um, A lot of uh, like... Uh, local live music. Oh, and by by um last night I went to go see Jackson Pines at Wonder Bar. They were awesome. That's they're awesome. Really, nice guys yeah, too, right? Yeah, I've seen them like twice live now, and um they're just they just sound awesome anyway. But like a lot of great like local like live music, and then got to see the Bouncing Souls a few weeks ago. Um, was that and, was that at the uh, outdoor at the stage? Stone. 
Yeah, it was the the summer stage there. Now, did you pay for a ticket, or did you do the great New Jersey I tradition did, of standing was... just outside the fence and listening at full volume anyway? And you know what? You really can like. Oh yeah, you can have like a great experience just hanging out in the boardwalk or whatever. But I went in, I had a good time. But like, you know, it's not the same anymore. Like I, I don't know. I met a lot of really cool people and stuff. But yeah, generally doing that and um, kind of um, enjoying my localness. Love it. Love it. You know, like... No, wait, I want to bring up that show as well, because obviously the Bouncing Souls on the boardwalk is an iconic thing, but I know that was also the show Screaming Females played. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, obviously, I think listeners of this podcast know Screamales as well, but you can... I mean... It was the first time I ever... Saw him? Yeah, first time I ever saw him, because I missed that other show before. Dude, when you watch Marissa go... There's something I, like I'm intrigued by her anyway. Like anytime I like, oh, you know, she has her like, like, uh, what do they call it? Like guitar. It's like, she's like ready to go to fucking battle. You know what I mean? And she's so little, but man, can she fucking go on that thing? And listen, King Mike on bass, Jared on drums. These are no joke players either. Everybody. It's like, it's so like, I feel old when I watch them because I'm like, I don't have that kind of energy anymore. They, I mean, watching Marissa play guitar that in and of itself is like a jersey happy capacity. that these bouncing souls at the boardwalk is one and then like the one a of that is watching marissa shred yeah yeah no it was um it was great on so many levels and like i said i met a lot of like just really nice people um and had some great conversations and had a few beers and laughed and it was a beautiful night but yeah that's been pretty much my summer has just been relaxing cruising around swimming in the ocean and trying to like um, maintain some sort of level of mental health with uh, all the stresses that life can throw at you. Now, I'll tell you one of my favorite things I've pulled off this summer. One thing I'm proud of myself on. I'm sad to say I have yet. I want to make it down to DeCosmo's Elizabeth before the season's up because you never know if it's going to be the last one. I have made it to DeCosmo's Metuchen not once, not twice, but three times this summer. It is good, yeah. Ooh. And I'll tell you a few stories, which is one, I want to send all my love in the world to DeCosmos, to the family, because they knew me when I went in. They were like, you were the guy who did the podcast on us last year. Nice. I was like, yeah, I was so happy to do it. It's such a special place that your mom and dad built. It's such a special thing there in Elizabeth. And said, I was like, I love that you're doing it here too. But I was like, I love that I got to make sure I hit up the original spot because you know, I understand why it's going to go away. Your parents are older, selling the property. She was like, yeah, I'm happy to keep it going. But dude, she told me something that kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I'm not going to lie. It made me get a little emotional. Even Hallie, Hallie was with me and she was like, that's heavy. And that's wild. Yeah. Dude, she told me that when we talked about them on our podcast and we were like glowing with praise and talking about how it's a special thing and everybody's got to take the time. She told me that is part of why her parents, she said her dad in particular was so touched by it that it's part of why they reopened this summer and gave it one more go. You know what I'm more shocked? One more victory. I'm more shocked about that is that they don't know that that's how people feel about Dude, what they've been putting out there for The product at the Cosmos. I don't mean the product, but like every, the whole experience. Everything right? so, about it. And the Metuchen store has its own level of experience too. Yeah. And but the Elizabeth It'd be different one, if you it, went there and the Elizabeth one is like a piece of the old world survives, you know? That's what I yeah, I mean those are the things that people want to preserve and you see how hard it is to preserve that for so many reasons. 
you know, dude, where, you know, I had a fun one just last night where, so the first aid squad, we got a monthly meeting and it's always, I, I love going to the monthly meeting. It's optional, but you got to go cause they got to get a quorum. So I like to go help out. And I also like to go because it's always hilarious. Like there'll be sometimes arguments break out about shit. That's really funny. And, uh, not like people are sitting and fighting and arguing. If anybody from the squad hears this, usually, but they go over the statistics. Here's how many calls we got. Last night, there was a big thing about, okay, so there's been two fire calls in town and the radios, they switched, a, the county switched a bunch oh, of the radio man. bands and we can't get on the fire band and that's a big yeah, problem. Yeah. And what are we going to do? This type of stuff. Um, but it's also very funny at times and I like it. But every time one of the squads, you know, Monday day, Monday night, Tuesday day is responsible for the post meeting refreshments. Ooh. Last month it was the Tuesday day squad. And usually Nick, this refreshment setup is very simple. It's a cheese plate with crackers and some fruit. There's no like competitive times, like who, who puts the best spread out. It's not like that. Dude, not up until last month when the Tuesday day squad shows up at our July meeting, they brought a goddamn ice cream Sunday bar. Multiple flavors of ice cream, whipped cream, different flavor, topping syrups, sprinkles. Everybody was flipping out. Now, Everybody loves ice cream. Dude, they're the Tuesday day squad. I'm Tuesday night squad. Me and my buddy Steve step from up. the Tuesday squad, the night squad turns around. We're like, we can't go back to a cheese plate. No. Fuck that. So we started messing with them right there. I'm like, dude, I thought about calling you. I was telling them, I was like, I'm going to show up. I'll do squad meetings at eight. We eat at nine. I'm like, I'm going to show up at two in the afternoon. I'm going to have a pig roast in the parking lot. I'm going to be out there roasting a full pig with an apple in its I'll mouth. Come up, I'll do meat on a stick. Call my buddy Bonaduccia. We need longer than that. We got to start like call that. my buddy Bonaduccia. But then we got to talking and Steve, who's one of the EMTs on my squad. He's like, it's still summer. We got to do a summer thing. He goes, they went Sunday. He goes, I think we need to do Italian ice. I go, Oof. stop right there. I go, I'm on it. I got the Italian ice. You need a giant cooler. I got a big ass cooler for you. Dude, I pulled it all off. This was last night. So, okay. Dude, well, and he texts me during the day. He's like, hey, man, I feel bad. I told him, I go, I'm going to Cosmos. If we're going Italian Ice, I got the best. None of the other members of my crew had had it. I was like, I am on it. He texts me. I go, I'm driving down to Matachi. He texts me. He's like, dude, don't drive an hour. It was my idea. I'll get the Italian Ice. You buy something. I go, no, 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 no. This stuff is worth the drive. Chill out. So I drive down there. I see my friends. Dude, here's how much I love the Cosmos. So the lady who had talked to me last time I was there and told me that very nice thing about her dad, she was there again. The kid working the front counter was her son. It's like a family operation. It's a Jersey old school family operation here. I go down. I tell her. She right away, she's like, Chris, she's like, you know who this is to her son? He's like, no, I'm like, of course. He doesn't need to. She's like, he's an actor, but he does a Jersey podcast. He talked about the Elizabeth spot. It was really nice. I'm like, that's so nice. You got to stop bringing that. You know, like, I'm just here. I'm happy to support so I tell her, I go, I tell her the whole story. There was a Sunday bar. I got to top these people. I'm going big. Nick, I bought six quarts, six quarts, six different was it flavors. Enough? It was the perfect amount for the size of our squad. Our squad's not big. Quarts are pretty big. I got the lemon, classic, cherry, yeah. chocolate, coffee, coconut, Arnold Palmer. Huh. And then because it's a family operation and because I've done right by them, and to Cosmos, that's the type of people oh. they do right by you. She goes, look, we don't have it up on the board. I got our last batch of watermelon in the freezer. Oh, forget it. I'm and not. dude, here's how you know 
fucking to Cosmos as a class operation. She goes, we didn't even, we didn't get to make much watermelon this year because the watermelon crop, I didn't think the, it terrible. Was, yeah. Everybody's talking about it, dude. It's not a joke. We all know in Jersey, there's some listeners nodding their head right now. The watermelons didn't have fucking flavor. They weren't flavorful this year. And it's, ex- they're expensive. Expensive and not good. And she told me, she's like, we only had a few batches of watermelon come up to our standards. I got one in the freezer. She goes, it's for an EMT squad. Uh, I'm going to give you a little, I'll hook you up with the watermelon, give you the first responder discount. It was so nice. They're the nicest fucking family on earth. And you got a couple weeks left, everybody. That Elizabeth place might go away at the end of the summer. Yeah. She said, my mom and dad, she goes, they're the best and they still love it, but they're tired. Yeah, it's, you know? it's tough. You've got to get down there and support the Cosmos. It's the best place. Nikki, I brought the fucking six quarts up oh my in the cooler. I threw them in the free. I told her, I go, I picked them up my work day. I managed to run down to Metuchen. I said, I got to drive them. North. I got a cool. I had my cooler that plugs into the cigarette lighter. So it refrigerates. Oh, look at you. Yeah, dude. White Hallie found it for like five bucks at a sidewalk sale. So I'm like, I got that. I'll get it up. I go, should I leave it in the cooler with ice so it doesn't fully harden? Because you know, the Cosmos. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm thinking about it now. As soon as you said that, like, I feel like um, Italian ice or, or water ice. Um, if like if you freeze it, does it like well, do, mess it up and does it have to thaw? Like, what do you do? It's one of these things that the listeners have to know. Those of you who haven't been to the Cosmos, you have to understand. You think of Italian ice as this hardened substance that you scrape oh. with your spoon, but the Cosmos is the consistency of soft serve ice cream. And I told her, I go, I want these people to have the real experience. She goes, you're going to put it in the freezer. I told her how many hours it would be in the freezer. And then she was able to say, she's like, it's never going to be as good as like hand packed if you ate it right now. But she goes, take it out maybe 20 minutes before you serve it, stir it up a little bit before the people get to it, break it up a little bit. It'll be good. Everybody lost their fucking minds. Oh, it's like the watermelon, dude. If you can get there and they still have any left, the watermelon was next level. The lemon is ridiculous. The cherry's ridiculous. The Arnold Palmer wasn't as big a hit. I think people weren't used to the flavor. Everybody was really intrigued by the coffee coconut and the chocolate was fucking delicious. Got real chocolate chips in it. But dude, if you can get there and get your hands on some of that watermelon before it's gone, that was really something special. You know, it's like I always had the experience like um, when I eat things like that, I'm a big sweet fan. Like I love ice cream, custard, uh, Italian ice. But like when you have that flavor that hits your tongue and like, I don't know what it is. It hits like this sensory in my brain that makes my brain tingle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and like, I'm a sucker for watermelon. Like I'll Ooh. watermelon anything. It's, I don't know what it is. Like uh, it's, it tingles like the crack sensory in my head where I'm like, Oh, dude, you gotta you know? go, go tomorrow. Okay. So here's a funny thing. Be like, Oh, my buddy, Chris, I do my, I do the podcast with my buddy, Chris. If you see the woman, you'll know, you'll know like the, cause they have kids work the counter and then you'll know immediate. Just be like, my buddy, Chris says, hi, we do the podcast together. He told me about your watermelon. I had to come see if there's any left cause he lost his fucking mind. It's so good, Nick. So, so you know, I had a uh, weight loss surgery years ago and like, I'm, over 10 years ago and I'm very disciplined and, but I don't deprive myself of anything. So after going to, to Cosmos with Mike D and having like a normal, like amount, like after I left Mike D's, I went back there and I bought like the largest one you can buy and I started eating it. And it's the first time in like 10 years that I ate something to the point where I actually like puked afterwards. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't care because it was so good. I don't it say, also it's like too much information coming from me, but like, but there's something was, about it too that it doesn't give, oh. it doesn't make you all gassy like ice cream, like all the dairy. No, it's not that. I just I housed like this massive amount of like because you can. Oh, I can, but then it, yeah, but then I couldn't. I still dream about. I was there last year. They had lime mint. Holy you, shit! And the peach I had in Elizabeth. I never stopped thinking about that peach Italian ice that I got at the Elizabeth stand. So I'm not going to try and compare it, but the first time I started eating uh, weird flavors of Italian ice was at Strollo's um, down here at Point Pleasant. I was turned on to that. And that was the first time I ever had chocolate and or peanut butter Italian ice. And it's something that I would not go to, Yeah, but I really enjoyed it. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Any uh, anything, anything particularly Jersey that you've been eating? You had any of them boardwalk slices that are as wide as your fucking chest? You know, what is the sawmill? What is it? The saw? I, I, you know, I have. I didn't go to Seaside at all yet this summer, and I have my friends down there all pissed off at me. Um, there's really not good pizza on the Asbury boardwalk, even though there's a Maruca's there and whatever. But um, I've kind of been on a hot. I'm a, like summertime. I eat like five, a thousand hot dogs, whether I'm making them at home or if I like get them out. So. I've been eating hot dogs at different places and um, really actually um, um, really enjoying my interactions with um, meeting just regular people and having great conversations because, you know, I'm a diarrhea mouth. Um, so that's been that's really what's made me happy. Hot dog. Yeah. Hot dogs, the ocean, cruising around on the Vespa and uh, and meeting uh, fellow great uh New Jerseyans and uh, and hearing a little bit about them, it's really fantastic. Now, Nick, there's you, good there's good people out there, man. You have faith in humanity. The best. You mentioned Seaside. There's something that we have not talked about on the show yet, and I'm glad this one is me and you because I could I could imagine you going in either direction on this, but I imagine you're going to have an opinion. Yeah. Have you been hearing about how they're trying to change some of the local laws in Seaside? They were doing that when I was there, specifically to make it so kids won't come after prom. So you heard about this? There's when I was there for the the end or probably during the entire two and a half years or whatever, there was like, you know, the old clubs were being torn down. The hotels that were always section eight were no longer section eight were being torn down. Like every single vacant lot in Seaside was being developed and having like a house that was like $850,000 on it. Like, yeah, there's a, there's a real effort to class the joint up, class it up, but there's still that underground Seaside, like, you know what? Did you see that special that um that Brian did? Brian Donahue did about the parking. No, not yet. And oh, you have to. It's probably on. Like, go check it out. It's so funny. So they actually interview the guy who's like, I guess, a council member in Seaside. And like, I've I've like seen him out. Like, whatever. Um, and he's the guy who goes out on the boardwalk in the morning. He's like, feels how it is, the temperature, and decides like, is it going to be a seven dollar day? A ten dollar day if it's really nice on the weekend. It's like a twenty dollar day to park all day, like and kind of like I, I don't. It's it's like slimy, but like you get it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, it was it was really interesting. So um, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that uh, that show about Seaside. But yeah, there's a. It's a very interesting place. It's very. Uh, I'm gonna go on record right now, and you can quote me on this. Put this yeah. in the fucking ledger, okay? Uh-oh. If any journalists hear this, Careful. you can quote me. Seaside Heights, New Jersey is the hand job capital of New Jersey. 
and it's part of what makes the place special and great. Well, they're they're moving. Rick, up let now, me so finish maybe, this, please. I'm sorry, because I want to make sure they get the full quote. Seaside Heights, Seaside Heights, New Jersey is the hand job capital of New Jersey, and if you try to legislate the hand jobs out of Seaside Heights, you might as well legislate the giant pizza slices, the boardwalk itself. The goddamn ocean, drain the ocean and make it all sand because it's part of the fabric of Seaside Heights. Kids going there post prom and getting hand jobs and giving hand jobs. And listen, I'm not gender specific. I'm not trying to say only boys should be getting manual manipulation into sweet release. You can give hand jobs to anybody, okay? They take on different forms. We know it. I'm not going to sit here and use. I'm not going to use terms like fingering or finger blasting. I'm classy. I'm a classy person. I'm a classy person. But if they try to legislate away, I tell you, Nick, after my senior prom, I went down to Seaside Heights. We got a whole bunch of hotel rooms, a bunch of us from West Orange. It was it was degradation at its most beautiful. I, there were two beds in a room and everybody split the rooms with other couples. I split it with my friend Christy and her boyfriend at the time, Joe. This guy's nickname was Horse. You might know him. You, he, oh, it, it, Jesus Do you know who I'm talking about? His name was Horse. And you can imagine why. There were rumors that his cock was magnificent. He had a foot long fucking cock. He was a jock, but he was cool. And he liked me because Christy and I were in the plays together. He found me funny. It was that stretch of senior year. Carson's nodding his head. I'll put the last name in the private chat because you know this family. Mick, I believe you might have been on the football team with his older brother. Um, It's in the private chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Horse. His nickname was Horse because apparently he had a foot-long fucking hog. And Christy and Joe found a classy way to leave the room. Myself and my girlfriend decided to fool around. Uh, Listen, there was fun to be had. I almost lost my virginity that night, but they came back to the room and they apologized and we all giggled about it. And then we found a reason to leave the room so they could have high school hijinks in the room. And then we all slept in the room together knowing that we'd all had our penises and boobies and vaginas out at different times throughout the night. That's part of what Seaside Heights is fucking for. How dare they? I'm tired of this big government. Let Jared put the shades in his goddamn windows and you let us get jerked off at Seaside Heights. Yeah, that's just crazy, man. Don't even get me start. I, I That was like uh, today, I think they had to go to court over that. Jared was in court earlier today. Big government is sinking its dirty claws. Listen, I'm a, I'm a proud progressive. I think yeah. healthcare should be free. I think the government should be providing more jobs, more union contracts, more artist jobs like the goddamn New Deal. Let's do it, everybody. Okay, if the robots are going to take the regular jobs, pay us all to go paint murals in post offices again. Okay, that, but what I don't need is the government telling Jared he can't have his window shades down when it helps him keep his electricity. He's got a curbside business. He can keep the fucking shades down. And what I don't need is the government saying now that we got fancy condos in Seaside Heights, teenagers can't come here and ejaculate onto cheap hotel sheets. Okay? These bed bug hotels. Oh, yeah. They can deal with a couple of hand jobs. They can deal with the high schoolers trying to figure out the logistics of 69. Kids don't even. Okay. It's not easy to figure out. I think kids like skip over the hand job now. It's straight to like whatever they're seeing on the internet from a young age. Yeah. I think it's like straight to oral sex. The seaside heights, you go after the prom, you have a couple cheap, warm beers that somebody's older cousin procured for you that you paid a local hobo to help you get. 
And then you try to figure out a 69 and you realize that 69s are surprisingly physically uncomfortable as pictured in magazines and videos. And you got to find out your own form of the 69 that works for you. <sighs> that was my goddamn post-prom experience. There you go. A 69 to non-completion because someone else walked into the room. And if that's not what Seaside Heights is for, then sink it into the goddamn sea. Wait, they walked in while you were 69? Oh my gosh. You, yeah. thought, I, you thought I was going to have to rein you in. I'm being like, you're Bobby the good Ducci boy. Come out tonight. Yeah, I'm being good. You're the good boy tonight. That's because I have to go to work early tomorrow. But <laughs> I'm self-regulating. But I did go out last night and paid the price today. Nick, any other? Uh, okay, we've discussed food. We've discussed mm. 69ing at Seaside. I just didn't expect yes. that one to come up. Um, I'll say you and I had one of my great nights this summer was we went to Salty's Beach Bar, Brighton Beach together. Oh, yeah, yeah. How, well, how's this for a New Jersey power trio, everybody? Not just me and Bonnie, Bonnie Douche. Watching Mikey Erg play, among other bands, and who else makes an appearance but none other than News 12's own Brian Donahue himself. Me, Bonnie Douche, Brian Donahue rocking out to Mikey Erg at Salty's Beach Bar in Brighton Beach. I mean, that sounds like- I think like, I scared him away that night, though. Dude, like, I wasn't sure, you because you two, I didn't see either of you by the end of the night. I thought you disappeared together. I was dancing in the other room. Like, you should yeah. have seen me dance in the other room. Dude, I'd never been there before. That's a cool spot. It's very interesting. Yeah, because it's got multiple rooms, and it's like they yeah. each have a completely different vibe, different culture. But I liked it, and I just like the name of it, and I like the idea that we were partying down at Salty's Beach Bar in Brighton Beach. Yes, because all my friends who are married are not allowed to go out with me alone, so they're only allowed to be with me when they're with their spouses nowadays, and I'm not the bad one. And headlining that show was Egghead, yeah. oh. who the bassist, John Bowie, became my mentor in early comedy, but I was a huge Egghead fan when I was a kid. And one of the, I think the night I got maybe in the most trouble with my parents was there was flooding in Jersey. They were playing in Berkeley Heights at a VFW hall. Oh my God. My parents told me I, we couldn't go. They said, you can't go. <laughs> There's too much flooding. And uh, my brother was like, fuck it, we're going. And they had told us when you get to, we told them, we're just going to go to Mike D's house, hang out up there. They said, just call us when you get there. And we forgot. Yep. And then I called them from the show. They called back Mrs. Dolan and said, are the boys there? She said, no, they went to a show. And then we got home and my parents were like, how was it at the Dolans? And I was like, yeah, it was great. And my brother instantly <laughs> clammed up. Dude, my, they all still make fun of me, my whole family. My, and my mom's like, really? It was great. You sure you really went to the Dolans? Oh, I was like, God. yep. That's what we, in my mind, I'm like, fucking stick to your guns on it. Greg just shut the fuck up. He folded. Uh, and at some point, my dad was like, when are you going to realize that your brother knows you're caught and that every time you open your fucking mouth, you're just making us angrier? And it was like the most trouble I ever got into was seeing that. So I, to see Egghead in Jersey again was a true joy. Yeah. there's And like I said, I feel like there's um, just so much great live local music out there. Yeah. And, uh, and, it, and it's accessible too. Like, you know, you don't have to spend a ton of money to see like some good bands play down here. So. Get out there and support support all these artists, man. Like it's hard to make a living these days, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Nick, yes. for you it's been hot dogs. It's been the ocean. Yeah. Summer love. Everybody knows I also everybody knows I went summer love. Summer love. I went to land and make believe, but we covered that already. <laughs> um we're taking Cal to Diggerland. He's next week he's uh oh. he's off. He's got a week between camp and when school starts back up. And Hallie's like, we got, let's do Diggerland that week. And she initially was like, maybe I'll take him someday when you're working. I was like, no, you have to go down. I got to go to Diggerland. You like legitimately just get to like sit on heavy equipment that is like sort of made safe. 
That's what I hear is like my son will operate machinery that yes. normally people like you need certifications to drive. And my four-year-old will be allowed to operate them. Oh, I, like I want to go there. But besides that, like, and I've been, I, I think I finally found a listener that's actually going to go with me to Cowtown because none of you guys will go down there with me. I'll go to fucking Cowtown. Okay, well, we only have like a few more weeks, so figure out a Saturday. Yeah. Where you- well, this segues nicely. This is the section yeah. of the show I wanted to do. What are the other things you want to get in before the summer's over? I'm talking Diggerland. You're talking Cowtown. Cowtown is really my big one right now. Um, um, not that I'm beached out. I love the beach, but I really want to go deep, deep South Jersey. Like, mm-hmm. I know Andrea's South Jersey, but that's like mad deep. My tour is going to take me to all the counties. We already did Cape May. That was an interesting show. Um, yeah, I could. I, there's no way I was making. Oh, dude, like, it's so fun. Yeah, no, I I would have gone, but I'm going to be up in uh, in Patterson though. I don't oh, have a ticket, so that one's going to be. I'm have to pull the yeah, bodyguard. Come on, come on. Yeah. But here's another thing I want to get done: is um, Cal has gotten interested in baseball. Oh. It, some of the older kids in the neighborhood play wiffle ball all the time, and he's seen baseball on the TV. The night I had to take him up to the Morristown Hospital, we watched baseball all night because it was the only oh, thing nice. on the TV that was kid appropriate. Oh. And he's like, I want to see a baseball game. So we're going to take him. So many options. I think we're going to go uh, Somerset Patriots. Keep it local. Yeah, Somerset's like, that's not too far for you. Do they still have the, what was it, the Cardinals up in Sussex County? Was that a thing? Oh, the Cardinals had a game. And then the the uh, Jackals play at Hinchcliffe Stadium in Patterson right right now. And then there's the Blue Calls down there, which is for, uh, if you're a kid going to a game and like, it's a great facility, just like the the Patriots is also the Patriots. Great. That little stadium's pretty fucking cool, man. But the yeah, even the Blue Claws for down here is also fantastic. It's beautiful. It's set up real great. They have things for you to do if your kid gets bored with watching a baseball game, you know, and um, all, all the food that you want at a baseball game, and it's not gonna like break you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you're going Cowtown, I'm going Diggerland, and Somerset Patriots. Yeah, I would go to Diggerland, believe me. Oh, I'll let you... See, to me, that would seem like your nightmare. Like, you spend all week working with construction equipment. Why would you want to go to a construction theme park? Because I don't necessarily get to run the equipment because I'm a surveyor. So everybody... Um, not that they make fun of me, but I'm. Uh, when I first got in, I worked for an outfit that, like... You know, if I had to move a piece of equipment, I had to jump in it myself and like move it. So they're like, you won't be able to run that. And like, I could basically now run any piece of equipment to move it out of the way. Um, so I do take some pride in that. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I, I get it. Like, it's fun. Like, it's a good time. Yeah. I'll let you know when we're going. You let me know when you're going to Cowtown. I want to try to make it, man. Yeah. Let's, I'm trying to, we're trying to wrangle, uh, um, possibly Mike D, but um, definitely have uh, one of our loyal listeners that wants to go. And like I said, we have like the the best listeners in the world. Like last night I met two great listeners from Asbury Park and uh, everybody's just good people, man. I'm, I'm Absolutely, so man. Happy. Absolutely. Just proving that our state is so fucking awesome in every way. And listen, everybody, 973-780-4660. That's the voicemail number. This episode was really laid back. Sorry about that brief stretch where I was screaming about hand jobs and window shades. And Andrea, oh, do me a favor. Don't make that the poll quote that you put out of context on Instagram. Definitely do that, Andrea. And don't follow up where now the end of the poll quote is me begging you not to do the things about hand, hand jobs and window shades. And I, and I know you're going to, I know this is in it. I know that right now on Instagram, there's people hearing this and it's pathetic. I'm coming off as pathetic. So thank you ahead of time, Andrea, for making this 
the pull quote. But apologies again to everybody that I did shout about hand jobs and window shades. Yes. But you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere. It's documented. It wasn't Bonaduce this time, okay? I wasn't yelling inappropriate things. I support the striking workers at Robert Wood Johnson Hospital. I support Bagels by Jarrett and his uh, quest to fight the West Orange bureaucracy on window shades. And God damn it, whoever these sticks in the mud are that are trying to regulate post-prom parties in Seaside Heights, stop it. Yeah, man. Stop messing with New Jersey. But anyway, point being, 973-780-4660. What did you do this summer? What are the big iconic Jersey things you hit? What are the things you're getting in under the wire here? We all know summer really extends until like second week yeah. of September around this state. So what are the things Local you're going to get in? Local summer down here, baby. Let's Local do summer. it. Let's figure it out. We want to hear from you. Bonaduce, this was lovely. Thanks for Always li- a pleasure. I like, I like that we figured out a new thing about our chemistry, which is that when Mike's here, I try to rein you in. Yeah. But when Mike's gone, I'm the one who starts acting like a fucking psycho. Well, it's also, it depends on what uh, subject matter and- uh, It's true. You know, it, whether Bonaduce comes out 100% or if Nick comes here. You know? It's true. It's absolutely so. true. Well, you're the best. You're the best, buddy. You're the best, All brother. Right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Carson's the best. If we even told people where Mike D was, they wouldn't believe it. So let's let's just dangle that out there as we say good night. Can't get that from here. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cop, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Cop, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.